Welcome, dear listeners, to another chilling installment of Spooky Episodes by Laughing and Learning with Lace and Lind. In this episode, we have a distinguished tour guide, Miss Eve from Colonial Connections, that will enthrall you with bone-chilling tales that birth the hauntings in Williamsburg, Virginia. Prepare yourselves as she guides you through the streets of Williamsburg, where the rustling leaves and haunting melodies of hidden birds mask the restless spirits that wander this historic town. Brace yourselves for a spine-tingling adventure and tread carefully in the spectral realm. Beware and enjoy, if you dare. During the day, Williamsburg is part of this famous historical triangle of night guys. It turns into a mystery. Oh yes, I kid you not, a big, big mystery. Do we all believe in the spirit world? Yes, including Miss Eve. So now, as we walk these very dark historic streets together, I am warning you, there will be many, many spirits lurking from the bushes, watching us, listening to us. So be careful, guys, be careful. Where should I say? Since Williamsburg was the capital of Virginia, as we all know, for most of the 18th century, any free person that was accused of a felony would be sent to this city to stand a trial. The moment they sent to their capital building, they stand a trial. And the trial is all about sentencing them. Sentenc- sentencing them either as part of hanging, this is the death sentence, or perhaps a different term of punishment. So let's talk about felony. What kind of crime is that? A felon is someone that committed a murder, uh, piracy, arson, stealing a horse, going against king's wishes, yes. And if you are convicted by the judge to be sent to that jail cell, the famous jail cell in city of, in his historic Williamsburg, then you are there for hanging guys. Yes, because hanging was part of a punishment. They used to call it a kind of punishment. So now let's see what happens when you are sent off to that famous jail. Well, the first thing that jail is very, very overcrowded. And Mr. Pellant, who is the jail keeper, he brings you in, and the moment you are in, guys, you are measured from the top of your head to your feet. Why? Because it was customary in 18th century to have your own personal coffin made. Yes, yes, your own personal coffin. Now, you also you also are told that the night before your own execution, you, s- you must sleep in your own coffin. Or should you sleep in your own coffin? Yes, you are there, guys, for about 21 days. Guys who are waiting you, famous, famous wagon of death that is arriving in the morning to take you away to that place yes 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 guys 
in the morning, Mr. Pel Mr. Pellon comes in, he opens the door. The heart is going really, really at the high rate. The first thing he loads on onto the wagon of death. It's your own personal car. And then you, as a fellow, you sit on And then it took about one mile long to the west. The famous place, the gallows for the hangings. The moment you arrive, there's this huge crowd of people waiting. Why? Because in 18th century, hanging was part of the entertainment. People even brought children to watch it. Death moves, moves, moves slowly. Then you, as a fellow, you go right in the middle of the college. There is a man, we call it a death man. He places a big noose on your neck. Then the wagon of death slowly moves away. You already know. It took about 15, half hour, sometimes 45 minutes. The skin turns blue and eyes bulge, bulge out. Guys, then, then, today, there are no more hangings. The old wagon of death still rolls, guys. Oh, yes. And we, as residents, we, as people who live here, are tourists, we are very old throughout the night. It's just very quiet, getting everybody sleeping. Suddenly you hear creaking on the roads. You hear that very, very old wheels, the old wheels of the wagon all the way quick 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 and then suddenly you hear horses hooves going click clop click clop click clop click clop and it goes silent suddenly you hear sometimes you even see a man with his very very long whip saying faster faster you turn your head See, nobody's there. Suddenly, you hear a crowd cheering, cheering very, very loud. That time, you're already scared because you want to come back, you want to return towards the wagon. This is the wagon. Why? Because this is the resting place of that wagon of death here. Just for now. But before you return back, guys, I urge you, I urge you very, very much to come and check all around, all around the wagon. And why I'm saying that? Because a few times we have seen a name of a person, the one that someone actually selected for the night appearing right on this wagon, guys. I kid you not. As we walk about this very, very old city, there are many wandering souls. 
about. I am standing right in front of the Capitol building. The Capitol in Williamsburg has been here since 1705. And right, 7075, that's the time I'm picking, it was when this place was thriving. People were arriving from all over the world to do business. It was bustling with life. We saw Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, George Washington, all walking that street and meeting in this Capitol building. But this evening, we're going to talk about the Jones family. The Jones family, the English family, that lived right next door to the Capitol building. The secretary's office, this is our original building. And the secretary's office is part of the Capitol building also. So, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, they had seven absolutely gorgeous girls. They loved them so much to the point they were a little bit overprotective, and I mean little. The girls could not go outside and play, couldn't have friends. Everything was delivered right to the house. From a tutor to a dressmaker, even the groceries would be delivered twice weekly. And such man that the, who delivered the groceries was Mr. Johnny. He was an older man, and one day he dies. But his younger, very handsome young man takes over the business. So one afternoon, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, they had to go to the town to do some business. And guess who arrived that afternoon? Yes, that younger, handsome Johnny, his son, to deliver the groceries. So it happens, Miss Edna, who was the oldest, the most prettiest of all, opens the door. That afternoon, she wore the most exquisite blue color dress, all made out of satin. She even had a matching blue color shoes. And almost always, she wore a round pair of glasses. And almost always, a black cat. Samantha will follow her. Guys, the moment young Johnny saw Miss Edna, it was love at first sight. Do you all know about that feeling? When your heart rates, rates so much, you can almost hear your own heartbeat. And the same thing happened to young Edna. Guys, we truly call it a love, love at first sight. So each time Johnny would deliver the groceries, Edna would make sure that she is the first one to open the door. Very, very soon, Johnny could no longer wait. He whispered something to his ear and he said, Miss Edna, I've fallen in love with you. Would you marry me? And Miss Edna almost immediately said, yes, yes, I'll marry you. So not only that, he also that afternoon he handed her a note, and the note said, Miss Edna, please meet me on Friday night at 10, at 10 p.m. on Nicholson Street, and I'm going to take you away. And Miss Edna almost immediately agreed to it. Guys, when Friday came, 
Miss Edna pretended that she was going to go to bed. Of course, she had a very mixed feelings because she loved her family, she loved her siblings, but the feeling for Johnny was so much greater. So just before 10 p.m., when she said goodnight to her siblings, she quietly climbed out of this window and then slowly began to walk towards Nicholson Street. That night was a very dark night. Not even a single star. It was almost pitch, pitch dark. And then, from a distance, Miss Edna have heard something familiar, a very familiar sound of Johnny's horses and wagon. So she began to run, 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 run. And suddenly, guys, you see Miss Edna flipping through the air. And then she's going all upside down. Little that she knew that she had jumped right in front of Johnny's horse and baggy. Johnny didn't see her either. Remember, it was a very dark, dark night. The only thing he had heard was that very, very heavy thumb right under his wheel. Oh, guys, this is the end of Miss Edna. She is dead. Dad, dad, what a misery. But this is not the end of my story. This is just a beginning, guys. Because the apparitions, the souls that I was telling you all evening about, they are still here with us. So how do we know it that Miss Edna, and perhaps, a black cat, Samantha is here. And Johnny, who loved her. Ooh, please listen very, very carefully. Because right at the spot where I am standing, we have not a few, I would say many occurrences. The first thing, guys, you see, or should I say, you also can feel it is the cold nudge on your cheek, sometimes on your nose. And who is that? That famous black cat, Samantha. Ah! The cat is actually in my bag. He just jumped into my bag. And then, guys, you will see something else. A round pair of glasses floating in the air. Yes, round pair of glasses. Why? Because remember, Miss Edna is no longer in her physical body. She's the spirit. She's the good spirit, guys. As she walks around, you can just see those glasses. And then sometimes you can smell things too. What do you smell? A famous perfume that she wore every single day. So guys, as we walk this evening together, if you do see her soul or the spirit, please send a prayer because Miss Edna 
is a very, very good spirit. As we conclude this haunting journey through the ghostly tales of Williamsburg, Virginia, courtesy of the captivating Miss Eve, remember the echoes of history and the whispers of the supernatural. Until next time, listeners, may your nights be both peaceful and filled with the thrill of the unknown. Thank you for joining us on this haunting adventure of laughing and learning with Lace and Lens.